The following audio is from The House in Rogers, Arkansas. More information about The House Church can be found at www.welcometothehouse.com. I'll tell you this, a couple years ago, a couple years ago, um, the fam and I, we have four kids, Katie and I have four kids, and we were traveling and we were going through Kansas and we were headed to uh, a friend's uh, house who lived in Colorado, Broomfield, Colorado, and uh, we were going to speak there Sunday. And so we went up a couple days early and we were, we were going to go and just kind of hang out. And I'm telling you, all of a sudden, it hit. We, we were... We were cruising, uh, speakers were blasting VeggieTales. Uh, this is about three years ago, so our kids, we were, you know, everybody was rocking. Life was good. Uh, we're following the God's plan for our life. And then all of a sudden, the skies get dark. It's kind of a purplish dark, and we are right in the middle of tornado country. I mean, we're driving, and you know, uh, I, we, we do family. We like doing family, and so we, we, I mean, the, the radio's jamming. And we're singing that life is, couldn't be any better. And then all of a sudden, the purplish skies come in and we, it rains so hard you can't see. Cars are in the ditch, turned over, and uh, moms are calling us. Do you know where you're at? I'm like, we know. <laughs> we know right where we're at. Well, what do y'all, and there was no bridges where we were at. We were in a long stretch of, of where we were just trying to find a place to get shelter. And, man, it was crazy. I remember uh, all of us starting to pray. It went from happy to it got real. You know, it got real. We were like praying. Katie's quoting scripture. The kids are like, I don't want to die. Uh, I'm, like, I'm like, do I drive slow or do I drive fast? You know what I'm saying? Because if I drive slow, I may miss it. But if I drive fast, can I outrun it? And so this man thing is going off in me where I'm like, oh, oh we're going to make it. You know, and, and so I'm praying and everybody's praying and I, I'm getting into my prayer and I'm like, you know, the cars and we're starting to hydroplane on the water and I'm like, oh, Jesus. Uh, and um, it was crazy how quick it came up. And um, I was thinking about that this week. You know, it's important for us to know that, that in our life, storms hit suddenly. And, and, and some storms last a while. And in fact, you may be in a situation right now where you're in a storm. And uh, I, I want to talk about that. I want us to dial in on that because a lot of times there can be swirling winds of fear blowing with force that steal our hope. And the anxiety of the unknown produces this fear. And here's the, what I want to say is that God is God even when you're in a storm. And a lot of times, see, as believers, it's like we bought into this idea where if I accept Jesus, all of my storms go away. I mean, it's like I should live now in this utopia of awesome answered prayers and, God, and nothing bad should ever happen. No hardship should ever happen. I mean, you know, once I get saved, everything should just automatically be awesome. And I want to talk about that because I think that storms do a lot of things. And I think we're going to see in the text today that, that God has a plan even through a storm, even when it's tough. Mark chapter 4, verse 35. Mark chapter 4, verse 35. 
It says this, and, and I'll have it on the screen and I'll read it here. It says, On that day evening had come, and he said to them, Mark 4, 35. He said to them, Let us cross to the other side. Leaving the crowd, they took him in the boat, and the boat, other boats were with him, and a great windstorm arose, and the waves were breaking onto the boat, so that the boat was already filling. But he was in the stern, asleep on a cushion. And they woke him, saying, Teacher, do you not care that we're perishing? He woke up, rebuked the wind and the sea, and said to the sea, Peace be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And he said to them, Why are you so afraid? Why do you have no faith? You still have no faith. Look at this. And when he filled, and then they filled with great fear, and they said to one another, Who is this that even the winds and the waves obey him? There's a couple of thoughts here that, that I want to pull out. And I tell you, I love this passage because I believe that this passage, we are seeing the real and the raw happening right here in this passage. Now, I don't, I don't, there's another part of this that's in Matthew chapter 8. It gives the same account of the story. Matthew chapter 8, verse 23. But here, the disciples have, this is the first adversity the disciples have felt. You know, everything was going great. Jesus was a teacher. He spoke. Uh, he did some miracles. Probably the disciples were picking up, okay, man, there's some people, who, religious people who don't really like him. But most most of this is pretty cool. I mean, Jesus is doing miracles. People with leprosy are getting healed. I, I can follow this dude. This is pretty cool. This is the first time that they thought following this guy is going to kill me. <laughs> this is the first thought that they, because if you read all of the chapters up to this point, everything has been pretty easy. Hey, follow me. Okay, dude talks a lot, but that's cool. Um, sometimes a guy wants to get in a boat. And the crowds kind of rush him. He does a little miracle, but you know what? I mean, if the worst thing this guy does is talk a lot, we can get down with that. We're good. We're okay. We're going to follow him. But now, Jesus has said, let's go to the other side. All of these disciples are in this boat. And now there's this storm, and, it, and it's getting real. It's getting real. Life looked good, but the wind started blowing, waves started crashing, the boat started rocking, it started to fill up, and, and most of these men had made their living on the sea, and they were scared for their life. Like a scene in a movie. But what's amazing to me is this. As you see this play out, I think it's important for us to know that there are times when it's great, there are times when it's awesome. That life is going awesome. Come on, marriage is going awesome. You actually want to parent your kids and ask, they ask so many questions, but you're like, I don't even, you're feeling good and you're like, just ask me a question. Just what do you need? You, you feel so good. You just have one of those moments where you're like, just do you need anything from me? And the kid's like, Totally confused because usually you're like, be quiet, don't talk, don't ask so many questions. You know, there are days when it's just, it's just great. And life's going, you just walk in, there's a song in your heart, the bluebird's on your shoulder, you're driving happy. But then there are those days when it's not and it gets real and you feel like you're losing control. 
and it can be scary. Yeah. And, and that's what the disciples, that's what was going on in this moment. That they, they went from great to real to this thing is out of control. This thing is out of control, and, and we are scared that, 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 that we're done. Mark 4, 6, Mark 4, verse 36, shows us that storms hit believers. Just because you're a Christian and just because Christ is in your boat doesn't mean that there will always be smooth sailing. These men were serving. These men were submitted to the authority of Christ and they were surrounded by committed believers and people and yet the storm hit the boat. You know what? Storms hit us all from time to time. Some days you're in it, some days you're out of it, and some days you're moving toward it. And as a believer, we've got to make sure that we don't throw our faith away because we're in a season when it's hard. Yeah. When it's a season where, you know what, it feels like, oh man, if any other pressure happens, I might just buckle under this. That we stay the course. Yeah. You know, a lot of people think, well, you know, I shouldn't have any more problems. Jesus is in the boat. And let me tell you, I believe that storms happen and there are a lot of things that are produced from a storm. Storms wake us up. I mean, we were, we were in this uh, happy, you know, national hand boom, driving the car, life was happy. And then all of a sudden when that wind started to move that car and I started to see cars flip over, it went from... Hey, turn off the radio. Y'all be quiet. Everybody start praying. Sometimes storms wake us up. For Jonah, God sent a storm and that wake up moment was correction. Hey, bro, you're going the wrong way. What we're doing is not working. And some of us, when it gets real hard, you've got to ask yourself the question, is this the enemy? Is this just opposition? Or am I making a wrong choice? Am I moving in a direction where I don't need to be moving? And this is not going to, this may be the best for me um, financially, but I learned a long time, all money ain't good money. And if I'm making more, but I can't spend any time with my family, I can't, does it make sense? There are times in life when you can make an advancement, but that advancement that you're making isn't really going to fulfill the dreams that you have. See, it wakes us up. Sometimes it reveals what we really believe. See, a storm will let you know what you're really thinking. There's a certain dynamic, and as much as we would love to go to church and just be able to be real and raw and open, there's a certain amount of everybody brushed their teeth before they came. Everybody looked decent. Everybody picked out what they were wearing. Everybody, everybody, how are you? Yes, brother. Oh, well, life's, life's great. Life's, oh, man, it's good. It's good. Get in the car. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I hate that church. No one talks to me. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's just how we are. We like to front a little bit and put on this face. But I tell you, when a storm comes, you will know what you really believe. Yeah, and what will come out is what you really think. Yeah, and I love the fact that Jesus asked the question, he didn't, he didn't say, um, man, the storm was bad. He did not say, uh, 
Wow. Um, you know, I can tell you were really fearful. He's asked the question, why are you scared? Why are you scared? Like, like what is happening in this that is making you scared? And I don't know about you, but, but if Jesus were to ask a question where you could really dialogue and hear his voice, would he say right now, what are you afraid of? What are you doubting? Why do you feel lonely? Why are you anxious? Why do you feel like everybody's against you? What? See, if we could stop for just a moment and get some real questions like, like, what do we really think? I know we know to believe something, but what, when the storm hits, what do we really think? Another thing that storms do is they make us stronger. See, when some people look at a storm as this is too much, other people see it as an opportunity to get closer to Christ. Another opportunity to meet him. Another opportunity. What's amazing to me is when they got in the boat, they thought he was a teacher. But when they ended the storm, they knew he was something much more. You know, a lot of times in our life when we face storms and oppositions, we may know God as this. Or we may understand Jesus as this. But the more we walk through this storm and the more things start to come out and move through us, we realize that he's so much more than just a figure on a cross. He's so much more than just a, 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 a name. He's just so much more than a baby in a cradle at Christmas. Maybe there's more to him and I don't know it yet. As we look at this, can I tell you, some storms will give you a deeper understanding of who is really in the boat. Because that's what happened. The disciples' perception of Jesus was about to change. Jesus was even more than they thought. And here's the thing. They started to realize, who is this man? When you leave here, probably the greatest thing that, that, that I would want to see as a pastor is that you leave here and go, who is he? Start to dig down and dial, dial in on who, who is Jesus. Maybe I've just, maybe I thought he was a religious figure, or maybe I thought he was uh, uh, one of many ideas, or, or maybe, but maybe he's more than that. And I need to dial in and dig down and find out what that is. Jesus is more than a teacher, although he could bring it. Jesus is more. The Bible says that Jesus is the Son of God who came on the earth, came to earth on a mission to restore mankind to God by living a perfect life, dying on a cross, coming back to life. His mission was a success, and now we can have a relationship with God because of Jesus. That's who's in the boat. There's a verse, Romans 5, 8. Romans 5, 8, if you have that, put that up there. But God showed his love to us while we were still sinners. Christ died for us. That's all of us. That's why I find it very uh, amusing when, when I hear people who've gone to church and all they do is feel judged because sinner encompasses all of us. Now, I may look a little bit better and I may be able to control myself a little bit better after being in the faith a while, but I still came from the same place. Listen, 
Jesus is that answer. Another thing that storms do, storms always come after a big step. Storms always come after a big step. You know, I wanted to marry Katie. She wanted to marry me. A lot. And then I th all I thought was, man, all we have to do is pay for the wedding. All I got to do is pay off the wedding ring. And we're going to live happily ever after. You know what I'm saying? I was her knight. Shining armor. She was the princess. You know what I'm saying? And so I thought, this is going to be great. And then after the honeymoon, we had to learn to live together. <laughs> and I thought, wow, you're kind of annoying. <laughs> and she thought, oh, God, <laughs> you're even more annoying. And I, for some reason, I, I thought this would just, I mean, we'd grown, I'd been in church for a while. I, I, she'd been in the church for a while. We both loved Jesus. I mean, come on, I just, every new step sometimes brings a storm. We want to have a kid, and then we have a kid, and we're like, oh, God, kids. <laughs> and all I'm saying to you is this. All of this is great, but every new season, new job, new relationship, new responsibility comes with its set of storms, and you've got to be willing to work through and move through that and not lose it because it's not perfect or you can't control it. The bigger the storm, the more the Lord will get the glory. And I want to give you three thoughts that'll help you sail through the storm. And that's, that's really what I want us to take away in, in this service is how to sail through a storm. The first one is this. Rough waters isn't a sign that you've been abandoned. Come on, rough waters are not a sign that you've been abandoned. The, the, what is interesting to me is, is that the disciples ran to Jesus. And said, you don't care. You don't, you don't care? Don't you care about what I'm going? Don't you care? Don't you see what we're... Men don't... That's, what, that's how they came to Jesus. Of course they knew that he cared. Of course he knew that he was going to be with them. But in that moment, the storm made them a victim. And Jesus was the reason they were in trouble. And come on. It cannot be a, our wives, our husbands, our kids, our job. All of these external things cannot be the reason that we are just in turmoil. And some of you may be like, well, you don't know. You don't know the people I deal with. And I'm not saying that they don't need to learn some social graces. I'm not saying that they don't need to handle their thought life. I'm not saying other people don't need to do better. But all I'm saying is, at the end of the day, you still get to make a choice. Yeah. And their choice doesn't cause you to make a choice. You are the last one that gets to make a decision in your life. Yeah. You get to make a choice. Choose this day who you will serve. Jesus never left the boat. Jesus was there. Listen, hard seasons in life, 
It could be because you're building something. God is doing something in your life. And some storms happen, and it's incredible adversity. I know people, even in this room, that have lost a loved one recently. I know people that have that thought that the marriage was going to end up here, and all of a sudden something happened. And I'm not telling you there's not a reason to be stressed out. But all I'm telling you is, you're going to have to allow Jesus to help you sail through this storm and know that you are not alone. You're not alone. Rough waters isn't a sign that you've been abandoned. You're not alone. The second thing is, you've got to allow your faith to exceed your perception and your feelings. A lot of times, we base truth off of what we see and how we feel. So truth is based off of what I see. And all the disciples could see is there's a storm and I'm about to lose it. We're all about to die. All the disciples could feel is I feel like it's over. <coughs> Come on, the Bible never tells us to live by how we see and to live by how we feel. It doesn't say that we shouldn't use our eyes. Obviously, we should use our eyes. That's why God gave them to us. Two eyes so that we can see what's going on. But don't live by what you see. Obviously, we have feelings. Obviously, we feel a certain way. And, and, and at moments, I can feel happy. And at moments, I can feel frustrated or mad. Or at moments, I can feel all these feelings. But I cannot be led by those. Come on, I have to go back to a word that is higher than myself. And I have to be told what to th think. Mm -hmm. That's what this does. This tells you yeah. how you should think and how you should feel and how you should respond. Yeah. Right. Come on, it's so much easier when you know you're right, man. Come on. And we're not right a lot. But when we are, come on, to just say what we want to say and win the argument because... We don't ever get this feeling. <laughs> and we win. Oh, man. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not boast. does not brag. Love does not keep a record of wrong. But there's so many people who are stupid. You know, man, man, that's what you think. There are so many people that just, ah, Love does not keep a record, come on, yeah, that's right. of wrong. Listen, we've got to allow our faith in the Lord to exceed our perception and our feelings. Because if you are led always by your feelings, then there will be a wake of storms and brokenness in your life. And that's reality. The third thing is this that you need to know. We're talking about how to sail through a storm. The first was rough waters. This isn't a sign that you've been abandoned. The second one is this. Allow your faith to exceed your perception and your feelings. And the third, lastly, is this. No storm lasts forever. No storm lasts forever. Fight the good fight of faith. Bounce back from losing it. Bounce back from giving up. Stand and allow God to strengthen you. 
And there are some times that you can pray and you can rebuke the winds and the waves and it's done. And there are some times that God's producing character and building something for later on in your life. And listen, all I want to tell you is this. You can sail through this storm. Jesus has the power to say, peace, be still. Peace, be still. Come on, in your relationship, peace, be still. With your frustration, peace, be still. With your overpacked schedule, peace, be still. Come on, whatever area is going on in your life, peace, be still. Be still. The Bible says, be still and know that I am God. I have a few scripture verses for you, just so that you don't think that I've made a lot of this up. And, 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 and typically, I, I won't just go through scripture verses, but I, as I was praying for you, I believe that there were some people who were in a storm. And, and, and that there was uh, maybe some confusion on what I'm going to do or where I'm going to go or this relationship or, or just storm, just a season of storms. And, and, and all I want to do is I want to read a couple scripture verses to you because I believe that you were here on assignment and I believe that God wants to help you navigate through this so that we don't make a decision that will cost us later. Here's a few verses. In, first, in 2 Corinthians 1, 8 through 10, it says this. And I'm just going to read these scripture verses to you. If you're in the middle of a storm, for we, we do not want you to be unaware, brothers, the afflictions we experienced in Asia... For we were utterly burdened beyond our strength that we, um, that we despaired of life itself. This is Paul talking. Some of you are like, I thought you were going to encourage me. Uh, my point is that I want you to see that even the Apostle Paul had moments when he was like, I'm not going to make it. <laughs> this is too much. This is too hard. Indeed, we felt that we had received the sentence of death, but that was to make us rely not only not on ourselves, but on God who raises from the dead. He delivers us from such a deadly peril, and He will deliver us. On Him we have set our hope, and He will deliver us again. Come on, somebody. Amen. The Apostle Paul knew. Man. I'm in a mess. They want to kill me. Life is hard. But God will redeem me. And God will lift me up. Right here, Philippians 4, 6 through 7. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication give thanks. Let your requests be made known to God. Who? And the peace of God, which surpasses all of your understanding. In other words, all that you feel and all that you see will guard your hearts and your minds in Jesus Christ. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16. Come on, stay with me. I know I'm reading a lot of scripture. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances. What? In all what? 
circumstances. So not when it's great you give thanks, but in all things we're going to give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus. Yeah. Jeremiah 33.3 Call to me and I will answer you and I will tell you great and hidden things that you do not know. Come on. What if there were some things that God wanted to reveal to you at this moment of your life that you just didn't know? See, you thought it was over, what you see and what you feel, but what if there were some things that you just didn't know that God wanted to download to you if you'll go to Him? Romans 5, 3 through 5. Not only that, but we rejoice in our suffering, knowing that suffering produces endurance. And endurance produces character, and character produces hope. Character produces hope? And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who's been given to us. You're not alone. In more recent days, Katie and I have been going through the storm. I, uh, my mom, uh, three years ago, uh, got diagnosed with cancer. And we have been working over the last three years to help her take her to doctor's appointments. Uh, you know, and for those of you who have dealt in, in this type of thing, uh, obviously we're praying. We believe that God heals. We believe that God heals even today. Um, but as we are working through this, um, man, it's been a lot. And we moved down here. We started to launch the church. This whole thing had to be rebuilt and remodeled. And so it was uh, taking care of my mom, handling the church, handling the finances. Is anybody going to come to church? I don't know. It's going to be me and, <laughs> me and my wife and the kids. It's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. I'm going to have house church in a building. That's great. <laughs> you know, all the stresses of that. Three weeks ago, right before we were getting ready to open and we're doing our launch, my mom, who has a hard time walking, uh, decided she was going to uh, get better at walking and got on a treadmill slip and fell and broke both of her shoulders. So her range of motion is this. And so we have been over there and it's been, you know, I, we, we go see her uh, uh, every day. That I, I think I, I haven't been there one day and Katie went or... Or Ginger, my mother-in-law, has helped out tremendously. But it's just been one of those storms that it's just like, ah, oh God, <laughs> it's tough. And here's, as I was praying for you guys and for what we were doing, I just want you to know that wherever you're at, hard doesn't mean that you're not doing the right thing. You know, I tell my kids all the time, there are things that are hard, mm -hmm. but if you never go through the things that are hard, you'll never be able to stand and say, look what God brought me through. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling you this, God will never waste your adversity. <coughs> he will never waste your adversity. If you are in the middle of something hard right now, there is someone in your future who will need your story and we'll need to know that you came through. And that's why, that's why hope is produced when you endure and it builds your character. Because when you come through, hope starts to come. It starts to rise. And people start to believe, dear God, if you can make it, 
I can make it yeah. and we can do this. Yeah. I can raise this child. I, I, can, I, I can see them come into all that God has. I can, we can be married. We can stay. We can develop. I can still find my calling even though I'm single in the season of life. I can do the things that God has called me to do. And I am not alone. And I have not been left. And he is still in the boat with me. And so today as we end, I don't know where you're at, but I, here's what I'm hoping, that you're sailing through the storm. Thanks for listening. To see what's happening at The House, follow us on social media at The House underscore NWA.